Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back. It is the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Talking a lot of Suns basketball today after another very impressive performance by Suns big man DeAndre Ayton last night as the Bahamas beat Argentina in a comeback win, 101-89. And we are going uh, international now. We're going transglobal here on the Burns and Gambo show because joining us right now from Argentina, he is covering this tournament for 10th year's 10th year seniors, pardon me, Jean-Marc Nutt, who joins us here on the Burns and Gambo show. He covered last night's game, and he joins us here on Arizona Sports. Jean-Marc, I'm Dave. This is Gambo. Thank you for joining us uh, with this time delay and everything. We appreciate it, man. How are you doing today? No problem. Thank you for having me on the show. It's just it's just been a crazy, crazy week so far. That uh, That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Jean-Marc, let me start with this. We're following this tournament very closely because of DeAndre Ayton and Eric Gordon to a certain extent, too, but mainly DeAndre Ayton. How important is this pre-Olympic qualifying tournament to the Bohemian people? Oh, man, this is this is so important for us. We've always dreamt about having a team like this, a team with the caliber of players that we have today. DeAndre Ayton, we know, has always been a catalyst for the Bahamian people, for the Bahamian team. So everyone knows that pretty much Team Bahamas ride on DeAndre Ayton. How, how far the big man takes us, how far Team Bahamas go in international play. Did you follow him at all? He played for the Bahamas in uh, when he was 18 years old, and this is his first competition with the country since then. Do you remember his, his early upbringing through the program? Yes, I actually was on that trip in 2016 in Panama Central Basket when he was 18. Um, I traveled with the Federation covering that event. And at 18 years old, he was dominating grown men in a basketball tournament. That's how you know he was such a special player. And the Bahamian people saw that and they knew that he's just a one-of-a-kind athlete. Like the, the pride he has for the Bahamas is just so huge it's just there's just situations that he wasn't able to do it since now but when he was 18 it was just incredible to see what we would have as a player in, uh, in the coming years Jean-Marc, we are looking for all the clues and all the evidence that we can find back here in Phoenix that DeAndre Ayton is poised for a, a special season. We've been waiting on DeAndre Ayton to be that kind of player for this organization. From your perspective, how different is DeAndre Ayton now compared to that time that you covered him when he was 18 years old, when you traveled with that team all those years ago? How has he changed and, and evolved as a basketball player since then? He's matured with his IQ. Um, he's one of the smartest basketball players that I've seen, especially in the practices that I've been to and being around Buddy and Eric and the other players. He knows every single play from position one to five. He knows the importance of being able to, to lift the teammates. He also knows that he could show some of his game off that he might not be able to show in the NBA uh, internationally. He likes to bring the ball up to court. He's showing his mid range shot and he's, being given that opportunity by Kristen Mungo to be able to to show the world what he could actually bring to the court, not just being a traditional big man in the NBA. Do you think that this tournament then has become a little bit of an audition for him to do more things like that? Because that is something that I know Suns fans in particular to watch him handle the ball, dribble the ball, 
that is something that Suns fans have been kind of waiting on to see him do a little bit more. Has he grown in that area in terms of how you've watched him? Oh, definitely. I mean, to me, he looks way leaner than he did a year ago. Like, he, to me, he looks like, I mean, you know, he's a big guy. He's a muscular guy, but he just looks like he's more lean and more able to just to be a nimble player now. Be able to get the ball. Like, he, I, you said you've been watching it. Get the ball off the three-point line fake the handoff to Buddy and, and take it down to dunk the basketball um, versus Jam against Cuba. So it's like he has the tools. It just has to be given the opportunity to show that he could do it in the NBA. A lot of us feel that way. It was just a few weeks ago where, where DeAndre Ayton was speaking about, and I think might have been in the Bahamas at that time, and he was speaking about how he doesn't feel loved. He doesn't feel like he has a lot of fans. He thinks that the whole world against is against him. You, who've covered him since a young age, are you surprised by that? I'm not surprised because Bahamians are very upfront. Like, we're not going to hide things when we talk. It's it, you're very upfront and blunt, and the the problem that comes with it is that people will take it too literal and try to find the negative of what he's saying. He loves basketball. He loves his fans. He loves his people. He is he, especially in the Bahamas. He's a generational talent. I've always said he should be a national hero already in the Bahamas, but. I feel he's ready to take that next step and show people in Phoenix, people in the NBA, that he's going to be an all-star caliber player in the upcoming years. We watched that game and paid very close attention to it yesterday, and it was an incredible game. You know, the game against Cuba, the Bahamas dominated, and we expected that. Argentina, much different competition. One of the best countries in the world at basketball, top 10. Bahamas, the Bahamas got down by 18 points, really struggling in watching and covering that game for them to be able to come back from that 18 point deficit and win that game. What were some of the key moments in your mind as to how they were able to turn that around? Oh, DeAndre carried us. DeAndre, the, as it was an 18 point lead, as you said, but he didn't let it get away too much. There was no bickering. There was no arguing. They continued to run the system. They continued to believe. I mean, I'm covering the game right next to the bench taking pictures. So never once were they attacking each other. Never once did they think that this was a lost cause. They knew Argentina was going to come out and with a punch. That was their first game. The reason why Argentina wanted this tournament here so they could have the home court advantage. They could feel good. And as much as it is, it's the biggest win in Bahamas basketball history yesterday. And people would be like, oh, you got three NBA players. We know that, but just the historic value, just the players being able to continue doing what they're doing, it's it's amazing to watch. I've been around Bahamas basketball for 10 years now, and an 18-point lead usually means just pack it up and go home. But now an 18-point lead means we still have a shot to to get, especially the big man carries us like he carried us the last game. Sean Mark Nutz, 10th year seniors reporter and photographer. Our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show, he is covering the tournament that DeAndre Eaton is playing in right now with the Bahamian national team down there in Argentina. And we appreciate him joining us here for a few more minutes uh, with the time delay and everything like that. I want to ask you about, we've had not even a debate necessarily, but kind of a long running conversation about Eaton, the offensive player versus Eaton, the defensive player. Based off of what you saw last night, what were you more impressed by, Aiton at the defensive end of the floor or the offensive end of the floor? Aiden is just such a physical presence on the defensive end. Um, just his wingspan, his height. Like, FIBA has rules that I think really help him, as opposed to the NBA with no three seconds and defensive three seconds in the key. So 
he doesn't really have to run around too much and uh, use too much energy on defense. So he's being smart with it. He knows when to attack the players, uh, go for the block shots, just put his hands up. So like I said, he has a high basketball IQ, but in all honesty, offense, everyone loves offense. People like dunks, everyone loves dunks, but his mid-range game, he was nearly automatic yesterday. And, and talking to him yesterday, he was upset that he missed four shots. Mm. So he's really saying he's got to do better. Um, make better decisions shooting the ball and make sure he makes the baskets. John Mark, how much of a size advantage has he had in these two games so far, in your opinion, against Cuba and then last night against Argentina? Well, against Cuba, for sure, the size difference, it was like he, the Cuban players were scared when he was just even in the paint. He just changed the game that much defensively. Argentina has size. Um, Argentina center, I believe, is at University of Virginia. He's a big kid. He's seven foot. The size difference didn't really make a difference with, with that one. It's the experience that DeAndre had. And, you know, it's a college player, it's an NBA player. He was just way smarter um, than him, able to, to put him in positions that he wasn't able to, you know, rebound from. But size, like, he's, he's, it's just incredible. I, I mean, I, I watch it as a reporter, and a, but I'm also watching as a fan. And it's just incredible to see DeAndre doing what he's doing against a number four team in the world. One of the things that impressed us was the leadership during the timeouts and the huddles, even towards the end of the game when the Bahamas had, you know, I think it was about an eight-point lead, imploring the team to play hard, saying with an expletive-laced, you know, a little bit of a tirade there, that they're tired, they're blanking tired. We loved seeing that out of DeAndre, that leadership that we, we haven't seen a whole lot of that here in the NBA, but it was nice to see that in that game yesterday against Argentina. And that's just not the game. That's this as well. Um, him and Buddy hold each other self accountable at all times. And Eric being the veteran he is, he will speak when he's, when time is needed and players listen. So just the accountability they have against each other, they want to, they want to win. That That's the goal. The goal isn't to come in here and get and say, Oh, it was a good, we had a good show. And it's like, no, we want to win. We want to get to the, um, Olympic qualifiers next July and everyone is holding themselves accountable in practice and they're making sure that they do the right things like from practice to warm up to in the locker room it, they're, they're being leaders and it, as vocal as they were on the bench just saying whatever he said it's it's true like Bahamas basketball is a running game we have the athletes and we just got to run up and down the court and they know that in watching the game yesterday, we, we kind of figured that they may have to play Argentina again. You said this was the biggest win in the history of Bahamas basketball. What does that win do for them in this tournament? Does it situate them any better to come out of this bracket and win it? Well, we won the group, so they'll be moving on to the semifinals, and you'll be playing uh, the weaker team, per se, from, from Group B. But, you know... The good thing about this team is they're taking it one game at a time. We're not looking at Argentina again. We're looking at who's going to win this matchup coming up. The coaches are going to be ready to to do the scouting, get the film down, and be prepared for Saturday. So that, that's what I like about this team. They're not saying, oh, we're going to get Argentina again. They're not taking anyone lightly, and they're going to make sure that whoever we play next is going to get the best game plan, the best playing that uh, they can do so they can get to the finals on 
on Sunday and whoever they play on Sunday, so be it. John Mark, we appreciate the time very, very much. It's been a great conversation. We appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to join us. Uh, and uh, best of luck covering the rest of the tournament, okay? All right. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Thank you, John Mark.